Welcome back to Chatooine, everyone. Star Wars Visions has finally released, and we're going to give you our thoughts on it today. And uh, Lucasfilm executive, he spoke on a non-Star Wars uh, or non-canon Star Wars story. It's basically the expanded universe, something we've all wanted. But other than that, we don't have much to talk about, so let's just get right into today's uh, topics. All that and more here on Chatooine. All right, welcome back, everyone. We got we got a full panel today. Hit again, Lunga, Papa Memes, Goldman, and myself. We're all here. If you're new on Chatooine, please check us out on Spotify. We're also there for anyone who wants to listen to podcasts. We talk about news, topics, debate, and we simply chat about Star Wars. Leave a super chat if you want to get a guaranteed response. Not the best answers, but we always think they're the right answers. So, uh, no, nothing of importance has really happened over the past week except for Star Wars Visions. And I, that's, that's pretty much going to be our main topics of the day. I mean, there was nine episodes. It was like two and a half hours long. Did, did you guys watch it the day it came out, or did you wait a little bit? Day of. Day of, yep. yep. I wa- I've so far only watched half of it, and it was not the day of. Uh, which is Damn, unfortunate. Cause, so, because I... Hard on I know. So, I... So, it came out on Wednesday, right? So, my friend was supposed to come over, and we were going to watch it together on mm. Friday. Friends? You're a nerd like the rest of us. We mean it's friend stuff. Hey, You're supposed hey, to watch hey, TV. I, I You're not friends. supposed to hang out with friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what our contract. So we, so we, so he was gonna come over, um, and watch it. Then we decided to go to the bars. Then we got dangerously drunk. I came back and I was like, ugh, didn't watch it. So I, I tried watching it Saturday, and then I watched it really late and I fell asleep. Not because it was bad, because I was really tired. And then I just haven't watched the rest. I watched I think five episodes, the first five. Um, actually, no, I think six. Yeah, I think six. So, but yeah. So you didn't see the elder, the the one with the old guy. Oh, I did not. That one. I, oh, it looks good. Uh, see, no, I, see, I don't. I don't. I don't care about spoilers or anything. So. Well, that, that's fair. But there, there are some that I feel like that you like almost had to watch, and then others that you skipped. Um, I, my dumbass, since I had to work at eight a.m., I like got some early sleep. Woke up at three to watch Visions. I think I got three, four episodes in, and I fell asleep, and I. I had to wake up and finish them. And so uh, The Elder, I went back and rewatched. Really liked it. But uh, for, for the most part, at least, uh, the, the, maybe we can only talk about the five episodes that Goldman has yeah, watched in, in detail. So um, about them all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen the ninth one. Uh, Palp memes longer. Do you guys remember the ninth one? What that one's about? The last one? That was my least favorite. Yeah, I did not like <laughs> it. I, I genuinely, like, I disliked it actually i did yeah. not like it at i all. mean the story wasn't that bad but the for me the animation was so bad it that it just turned me on that really kind of threw the me which which one is the one with the rabbit like that's the, f- the rabbit lopen oko lopen ocho lopen ocho yeah okay because that yeah. one i have not watched but the other yeah, that, that one was that actually decent significant yeah that, that one's yeah. kind of significant i feel i feel like it's like if someone was going to show what star wars visions is that may be one of them that they would show off. Uh, I, I can't remember. I mean, I remember a lot about it, but it, in terms of my f- favorite, it doesn't rank up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I was really impressed with the series so far, um, at, at least for what Star Wars Visions is. It's kind of, I don't know. It's it's kind of unique. I don't think of it as something that's going to be studied by like Star Wars fans. You know how we break down Star Wars movies and whatnot and like try to mm-hmm. get into the meaning of it. I don't feel like we're going to have that too much with Visions. I do oh, like I think we have it will. ground to like build a lot of stories here. 
You think it's going to get deeper than this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're already doing a novel for Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ronan um, is pretty good so far. I, I know that the... Um, Jeez, oh, what is it? Like the first... <clears throat> they, they just released the first five chapters, and if you guys read mm -hmm. that, it is literally the duel. It's the entire first episode of um, yeah. Star Wars Visions, so they are, are kind of sticking to the book in that sense, and... Um, I don't, I don't know how long the book is, but it continues that story, too. So we know they're continuing or committing to those stories like that. But are there any specific ones that you guys saw in the nine episodes that you would want to see the story continue? For me, it would be the Ninth Jedi. That's the one that, like... Ninth Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that was a good one. And then The Bride. I don't see a lot of... I know people like that. I really, really enjoyed The Bride. Um, so did I. Which is, I didn't think I would, but I was like, I love the way they use nature and the force, kind of connecting nature and the force. I, well, they I were like, they, really... I think they were the same. I think that the the the, the, the Majina and the force yeah, were basically that, the same thing. Right. They, they just called it Majina thing. there. Which uh, I don't. I'm not super into anime, but I do know like a lot of anime and stuff. It's very heavily uh, influenced by nature. Yeah. Um, I can't say for all of it because I'm again I'm not into it. But from what I do know, so it's it's really cool. My chair just broke. It's really cool to um. <laughs> to uh, see that kind of be combined with the force because you know the force is a thing that that surrounds all living aspects and stuff just like nature is uh so i, I really enjoyed that also it's cool hearing uh right seeing i'd say seeing ray's lightsaber kind of kind of inspired by it you get the same emitter kind of shoot up animation then they, right, they just because it was yellow does not mean no, 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 no. They, they, they use the exact <laughs> they use the exact same sound fonts and i mean exact because i have the official sound fonts on my computer um they use the exact same sound fonts from it uh, i mean like like it's just, it's I mean, they could have same. specific sound fonts so. for each color. Hers was just the first one shown but in live action. Canon, then <laughs> canon. That's not how it works. No, He's I gotta find was... a link for everything, don't you, Papa? He's gonna find a link. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's all connected, dude. It's all Come connected. on, man. That's like poetry, rhymes. <laughs> But I did really enjoy. I, I enjoyed the story of that one. I'd like to see that continued and stuff. It was cool seeing that in the Clone Wars era too. That was interesting. But yeah, Ninth Jedi by far. I, I really. Of course, me and Goldman, I know for sure, want to see post-Episode Nine stories, but this, seeing this, kind of the way this was done, I'm like, man, they could do some really interesting stuff. A, a hidden Jedi fortress, essentially, that's kind of hidden in the middle of nowhere, and they have to stay, and then they're, like, they're trying to get these lightsabers. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff there that I was really intrigued by, and I guarantee they're going to continue that storyline. Yeah. Um, they, they set up a lot, and <clears throat> I really like the main and character, uh, Kara, right? Um, she was really with great. The clear and lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, and that was cool. also another thing. Uh, how you know? Because in canon, it's like kyber crystals are connected to the Force users. Blah blah blah. This took a kind of a step further. Where if like if Goldman Goldman's got a red lightsaber, then I grab that red lightsaber. Oh, the kyber crystal's not coming to me. It's going to turn whatever blue, purple, whatever. I really like that idea. I don't think they're ever going to do that in canon, but it would be interesting to see more of that. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of a people were complaining about that. Um, because they're like the lightsabers don't do that. That's not how. Well, Actually, first of all, it's not canon. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's but like, also, no. if you think about it, the way her father explained it, he talked about it like he's kind of an innovator. Like he figured out a way oh, for it to do that. If you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like, I designed it for it to do that. So he's not saying he, they didn't present it like this is how lightsabers work. He said this was my own addition as a lightsaber craftsman. I figured out how to do this. Okay, now I never picked up on that. That's that's yeah. really yeah, cool. That, okay, yeah, make that canon now. Come on, to, that's a good way to run with it. I think for anyone who has complaints on it, I, I don't see there being a reason to complain about like the lightsabers changing colors for people because honestly, that's mm -hmm. how they've always worked. The red has been 
the Sith who turn it red for the dark mm-hmm. side, and then purple was for people who were kind of in between light and dark, and kind of gray Jedi-esque, if you will. Green was Jedi Consular, uh, blue was Jedi Knight, like people who are aggressive and like the lightsaber fight. So we've always had like yeah. definitions and meanings for them, so I don't know why anyone would be upset. I mean, I thought people would be upset with her lightsaber being uh, colorless, and also like she could mm-hmm. change the length on it. At any given moment, like that's that's really well. That's powerful. canon. That's, that's canon. canon. That's there's there's there's, there's 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 yeah. yeah there's knobs on a lightsaber to change the length. You could change the length on with a lightsaber knob. I believe it's on, in canon. This little switch right here is yeah. the the length. I believe it's that little button right there. You can adjust Sorry, the length. I, just, I had to get this out. <laughs> this <is> so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every every yeah. single movie, well, there's like a different at least for that graphics well, one that Palpatine just showed. There's like a different button that they use to turn on the lightsaber. That is true, and I love it. In the Force Awakens, in the Force Awakens, Finn presses like that button. That, yeah, the uh, red. Yeah. just turned, and then in the originals, Luke presses the switch uh, side, like the, the rectangle. I'll get it out. Yeah, the LED strip. Yeah, yeah. It's actually what's that from? Is it from a calculator? Right. I, I'm is, a graphics yeah. nerd. I, I, I know. It was. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is how much I love Star Wars fans. So they complain about the legitimacy of the kyber crystals and the accuracy, but in the episode of the twins, you got both of them walking around in space with no helmets or whatever. Oh, dude, listen. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Listen, I, the twins. I gotta say this before I forget it. The twins was going into it was the most anticipated episode I wanted to see more than all of them, right? And I, I did like it. I did like it, but it stretched even my open mindedness. Because I'm like, yeah, okay, these these lightsabers acting like string spaghetti is not is not working <laughs> to me. And I'm like, why are they out in space with no helmets? And then why does the droid at the end have a helmet? That point, that exact thing crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, that one was a little. I I didn't like the. I really that's probably the one where I dislike the dialogue the most. They were so upfront. Like I like the animation. I thought the action was great in it, but the dialogue in that episode was just kind of odd. They were they like blatantly said exactly what was happening so forefront. It's like I can I have a brain. I can I can that's read, anime. I can I can see. Yeah, is that really? I was like, they, like yes. They like they God? read they read out the exposition through dialogue. It's like we ha, 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 I am the villain the and I'm going to destroy you now by doing this. That's it's, what anime it's does. Like, it's like it's like oh no, she's going for the kyber crystal and then it's like oh wait, I can use this kyber crystal. It's like. You're, you're showing him that's place anime. the kyber crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's I can't anime. complain then if it's, if it's how, anime how it is. It is but. extremely easy to digest, and sometimes it can make things complicated, but for the most part, there's like a lot of tropes. Um, I make a joke with this only um, after we watched Attack on Titan. Like, there's always an anime, and there's always a character whenever like someone gets witty with them or like has like a just kind of snaps back at him or like a big revelation. They always like gasp for air and like have these wide eyes like oh yeah and, you're like, oh. <laughs> and so they do that all the fucking time and that happened in th- this series a little bit too. So the corniness isn't like um like so- something I, d- I dislike about this series. I thought it was expected. That one yes, that one was pretty pretty ridiculous. The twins aspect w- was a lot. Um, it was like a, a neat idea, but it was just yeah. I still think it was I- cool. Uh, if you look at it like wow, this is absolutely insane. I love it. You know, you know a small detail I noticed is that I think in three of the episodes I watched, every time there's a like a woman Sith or Jedi, they're always wearing high heels. Like that was in, that was in the first. I one thought that was spectacular because anime does that. They don't care. Put the women in heels, and they'll still be badass in the heels. But not only that, in the in the bride one, her heels like. I don't know what they did, they but like they like went chink chink. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Dude, these are Jedi heels, bitches, so I can run faster. And it's like went chink, and she like took off. And I thought that was cool. The that, that the was really cool. the um 
the villain in the first episode, the duel, like she was straight up wearing stilettos. I'm, I'm twisting an ankle a hundred times. I know, man. In, in the twins, power. she shot a laser out of her heel. When she went to swim, kick him, watch so it again. Much, I'm telling you, so she went to kick him. A laser came out of her. Oh yeah, a laser came out of her heel. Go watch it again. <laughs> I wonder what they were on when they were making that that episode. They're like, you know what? Let's have this person shoot like six strings of just plasma, and then he's gonna take that plasma, wrap it around his saber, and <laughs> which is not how plasma works. Oh, but that's okay. In space. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then like their their stuff. ships were conjoined and like shot a big laser, and he basically had a last Jedi moment too at the very end where he flew upside down on the X wing with his oh, lightsaber yeah. and cut that was a holding maneuver basically what he did yeah it, oh, it the was whole, basically I mean, that, that that put a smile on my face yeah I was like <laughs> old man I'm thinking of you man thinking of you <laughs> now, that was I mean did anyone question obvious. how his body force or not survived going through hyperspace I mean that's this this just like Actually, if you do the math <laughs> and if you do the arithmetic of exactly, <laughs> look, man, so, we got spaghetti lightsabers in here. I can't question go. anything in that episode. If you guys have the rate the series so far, like, like your overall thoughts on it, like, is this a good approach for Lucasfilm going forward? Because I think they, I'm not gonna say knock the ball apart, but it seems like this has been received kind of well. I mean, we we seem to like it, but it seems like a lot of people have also been. Uh, somewhat negative towards it. I'm not sure if it's a like um, vocal minority, but I, I've seen some hate and some pushback on this series so far. Yeah, I mean, my I'll bring up my cousin, who's just the most not even I don't even want to say a casual Star Wars fan because he's such like a nitpicker hater. <laughs> it's, um, but we actually watched this, and to my I thought he was gonna hate it. I was gonna be like, this is the dumbest thing ever. He freaking liked it. I was like, what? I, I, I want to say he may have liked it more than me. Like, he Ooh. wants these books to come out about it. And he's like, man, this kind of brought me back into Star Wars. I'm kind of interested now. Um, and so just from that, I know that doesn't count as everything, but, like, hearing that, I'm like, uh, you know what? I think this is kind of a widespread thing that, like, people are, like, into this. And I, I think, like, half the episodes were great and half the episodes could have been a lot better. So I, I, I still think that's okay considering how different and wild this this uh, series was, and so I think if they continue on the path of giving just this full creativeness on non-canon stuff, which I know we'll talk about later, I'm okay with that depending on what it is, you know, depending on what stories they're telling and stuff. Um, but I think unanimously, I think most people are like, yeah, this is good. I mean, the, the main – I saw this complaint on Twitter saying it has too much Japanese – too many Japanese elements in it. Oh, that Revan guy, guy who – Oh, yeah. God forbid. That that anime has too many has Japanese references. Well, he says it's just not Star Wars. I'm like, dude, do you know what Star Wars is based on inherently? The Jedi yeah, was a pure Who the fuck is that guy? That's I, what the I'm whole like, the, the whole Ronin the whole the duel was was. It was an homage yeah. to, to Kurosawa. That's what that whole damn thing was. It made me laugh. I'm like, this has to be a troll. I've seen this guy yeah. around, but he's got to be a troll. I saw a funny tweet that's like, there's too many Japanese uh, influences in uh, Star Wars Visions, and then it shows a picture of the Ahsoka verse magistrate. Yes, right? yes. Oh, he loves that. We love this. We love this. It's oh, like so ooh. cool, so bad. Not even Ahsoka. You don't have to even go that far. Okay, Obi Wan and like, Vader's duel is yeah. those old Kurosawa slow mm -hmm. duels. That's what, what it was. George literally made the Jedi based off of. Yeah, from the very beginning. I, I, I don't know. If it's worth getting into because it's, it's such a silly complaint. Yeah, and that's like, and you know what? Um, Favreau said, I, I, not not about visions, but it's a side comment where <clears throat> apparently. When he wanted to make something feel like Star Wars, he didn't necessarily watch Star Wars and try to study that. He said he studied the influences of Star Wars yeah. mm -hmm. and tried to mimic that. And ooh, Kurosawa, a bunch of Japanese influences. So, and just co comments like that where it's like there's too many, too much of this in it. 
I don't know, it makes me laugh. It's, so, it's I, hilarious. You cannot I'm, take it serious at all. You're like, wow. I don't even I'm like so, it. I'm surprised, I'm surprised people haven't complained that there's too many uh, women in it yet. Of the five episodes I've watched, four of them had uh, women with lightsabers, I think. I, I, I've had some of, None of them were Mary Sue's. That's the thing. Um, and they were all well-written. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I think I think this series really did feel like Star Wars uh, compared to... I don't want to say the Bad Batch, but like the Bad Batch, you know? Oh, way better <laughs> like, than a Bad Batch. Way like, better than a Bad Batch. Like, when it comes to the feeling like I'm watching a Star Wars story, like, do you guys not think this should have came out um, weekly, like every Saturday morning? Because like, no. this is what that felt like to me. It felt like a I, Saturday morning cartoon. I series. think I think if the episodes were a little longer than possibly, but some of the episodes are 15 minutes, yeah. and that includes yeah. the intro and the credits. So it's maybe like 12, 13 minutes. Right. But if That's it were like 20, 22 minutes, I think I could have done it individually. Yeah. But. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. No, this this is one of, for me, uh, after Mandalorian, this is one of the best things I've seen in Star Wars. That's how much I, I enjoyed this show. Uh, all of them. I mean, well, the, the, the last one I couldn't really stand. And the, <laughs> the Toby one, I wasn't It was that, cute, I, I, but it was, it was it, very, Toby very, was cute. It was very child. I mean, it was made for. Yeah, you know, but. My daughter was watching me too, and she's like, "A droid can't be a Jedi." I just couldn't reconcile that. How a droid is accessing the Force? Well, it's supposed it... to be around living things, and it's it's a machinery. It's not. I have a hard time with that. One. I always took it's it as just... like a big dream, right? Because he dreamed of himself as a big person. I always, I always imagine. Did you forget that? when like, he oh, took his hand out and a lightsaber of... came to him? No, <laughs> no, no! Like all that was a dream. <laughs> Right, in his no. own head, because he's a droid. When he was fighting the no, 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 Sith no. dude, the that happened. That happened to him. It didn't actually happen. That's how I took it. It's that, like, this is just a droid, so he's making up his own... Everything that happens is just through computer, so he can literally make up anything and convince himself that this is happening, No, I, right? I think he fought uh, the Inquisitor. You think, like... <laughs> to me, that's how I took it, is he, like... That? I don't know, because they showed him, like, if he was a real person and stuff, but in his mind. Then it got so it, to the point to where it's like, no, he in his mind, no, he's doing this right now. That's kind of how I took it, but that could be how mm. I He talked to his master, to who was a force ghost. <laughs> All in his head. All in his head. You guys crazy, <laughs> right? How is he going to imagine that? He's a fucking droid. <laughs> <laughs> he's AI, you know? They're, 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 they're getting smart out here, okay? <laughs> these motherfuckers. But, yeah, I, but I love all the other episodes, you know, the, except the, those, I really enjoyed. The, um, um, the, the, the Toby one, I was just like, that's basically the Pinocchio, right? You know, Pinocchio yeah, wants I to be thing. I, I, I was be watching human. it within the... Within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, it's spoken at Pinocchio. I'm like, all right, big fucking whoop. Like, he wants to be a yeah. real Jedi. No, the one I really enjoyed, and I think a lot of people don't like this one, it's the uh, Tattooing Rhapsody one. I don't know, just... You, you, that one was okay. It music, was That one was the kind of cute that I liked. Yes. Yeah. Like, the music in Star Wars, I don't know, just like... I'm not talking about, like, John Williams music. I'm, like, talking about singers in Star Wars. You know, we get the Cantina band, and we get the... um, What's the one Jedi Rocks, the awful one in Return of the Jedi? Um... Oh, I, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was cute. I don't have many like in-depth thoughts on all of these because they were so quick. Um, I don't know that one. I enjoyed. I thought I thought it was funny when uh, they were like it felt like a family, and then there's the weird monster that has like three bodies. I thought that was pretty creative. I, I, yeah, that's what I like about the... Visions that it was <clears throat> like even a, an episode like the twins, which is way over the top. I don't care. I I, I want to see stuff like that. Did I? Yeah, it was still fun to watch. Yeah, and that's that's yeah, why yeah. I really liked about this. Now it's not as when it comes to non-canon stories, it's not as good as the Lego specials, but it was still pretty good. Oh my god! But to me, to me, and I'll, and I'll ask Thank you guys this: if you have to pick one character out of all the episodes that you found the most intriguing, I know Goldman only has half the repository, but one character out of the find the most intriguing for me. Did they ever name her the the Jedi in in the Bride? Uh, they didn't name her, did they? Yeah, they did. 
Um, because they, they did, I, I don't know. Uh, they did. I'm pretty sure they did because it's like it gets brought up whenever it's her and the, the dude who's got the weird helmet yeah. on. She was with the guy from the duel being my second book, but she was my favorite character out of every single episode in this show and every character in it. I I loved her character. I love the fact that they they pretty much set up to where she's like post order sixty six. She's one of the Padawans that survived, and 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 then she cut she cuts off that fuck the braid. Mm-hmm. And she's like ready to go, and she took the mask off. And she has this scar. I just everything about her and the animation style, it 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 hit all the Star Wars feels that I have, and it hit all the anime of the anime shows that I love watching. The animation style and everything hit that, so it just was like the perfect combination for me of all of it. Well, it also yeah, had, like think, it was also a good right. story in general, like the way it ended. Like yeah. it was very satisfying. For me, I think this is gonna be a hot take. I liked I liked the story of the first one. Like I want I would love to see more of the characters, but I cannot stand that animation. The uh it was like the black and white and it was like really? I, don't, I don't know how to oh, describe the it. The lack of color than the saturation. I, I, no, the, I, I, I shouldn't say it was the stuff. lack of color. I, thought, I just like the graininess of it. You had I, weird, I an, you have weird animations throw. on the characters. So like when they move, their textures stay in place. Yeah, in a way, yeah. like there's a big texture it, it and then it like moves. It, it doesn't move with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I can understand I, that. Yeah, I, it's I, a style. I just, it was kind of like uh, Afro Samurai it. had a similar style. Yeah. So I'm hoping I enjoy because you said the book Ronin is about the first one. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, the chapters that were released are basically the duel. So hopefully, yeah, yeah because that's that's his name. His name is Ronan. Um, mm-hmm. So, like in the book, he like people refer to him as Ronan or the Ronan. And then there's Master Ronan, someone, something like that. And then there's someone who teams up with him. They just call him the Traveler. And like the big twist with the book is that there's like a voice inside his head. And the girl that spoiler alert for anyone who wants to read the book, even though it's in the first five chapters, chapters they released, the girl he killed she like wakes up like she she survives the umbrella lady so she's going to be a significant part and he his his entire mission is basically to hunt down sith and kill them that's all he and does he, and he was one yes and he was a former sith that's what makes it really, cool. really and cool. his name is a bit of a double entendre because his name is ronin but he's a ronin that'd be a really interesting he... interesting story like i'd be okay with a movie like not about like, it doesn't have to be set in that but like it'd be cool to see because we've seen jedi turn bad right but what if we have like a dude who's born into the sith world and then he's like no, I need to stop this. <laughs> he just goes on because he's Sith, so he's got very bad ideologies still. But he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna go against the Sith. So he just goes on a murderous <laughs> rampage against the Sith. It'd be interesting. Well, to be fair, Darth Maul kind of did the same thing. He 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 yeah. wanted it. Yeah, I guess so. uh, he wanted to re. There just wasn't his, as many. There just wasn't any Sith. So he just wanted to make he, his he, own no, sort yeah, of. Yeah, he, he wanted to make him and Savage like the Sith. Yeah, and he just yeah. wanted revenge on Palpatine. So I meant yeah. like he he hates the Sith and he's like kind of like this and he's like no i was a sith and it was awful so now i'm gonna kill them all <laughs> like has no remorse well, just that, like... that's that's where we have to appreciate visions is because they did something lucasfilm hasn't done and that's expand the sith in significant ways i mean mm-hmm. it wasn't it almost every single episode in the series excluding like something small like um the tattooing raspity one didn't all of them include the sith in some way in like a some very way. significant way too like it was, yeah. it was very well sith done well did the, the only the one bride did, episode well, Lop and Ocho didn't. It was Empire, um, but Lop and Ocho didn't have Sith. Uh, but a majority of them did. Out of, out of the out of them, I think about at least six, six or seven of them involved the Sith. 
No. I really loved seeing the. Uh, it's so short the the Sith cultists on the twins episode. That was really really yeah. cool. Uh, I got the mummy faces and stuff, and I had to go back and look at Rise of Skywalker and do a do a, a exposure and everything on on a screenshot. Um, and the cultists are they have the the ones that are actually doing the scientific experiments. They actually have those those mummy face coverings and stuff. So that's a really cool little detail there yeah. that they created. And this, that's this dark that's side. the fun I had with this was when I was watching it trying even though it's not canon trying to figure out where in the timeline it sits, you know? Like, every time we saw Stormtroopers, it was pretty simple. We figured out it was, you know, Empire uh, time period. Uh, the the um, Ninth Jedi, to be honest with you, feels like, to me, like, even before the High Republic, because we had all those Sith. It's like, bef- it's during the Sith War, so we're talking thousands of years ago. That's what the Ninth Jedi feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is well, it is confirmed to be 100 years after Rise. The Ninth Jedi? confirmed mm-hmm. that, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, they posted it somewhere. Um, it might be on the Star Wars. Let's see, nice. Where happen? would all these Sith that, that, come from? That, uh, <laughs> that, that girl, uh, Kara, she's gonna try and rebuild the Jedi, and then she's gonna find uh, Rey on an island alone. And she couldn't, oh, she's gonna be like, yeah, a hundred years uh, later, uh, well, yeah. Rey's one hundred and twenty years old. Hey, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe she finds the one ring and can live forever. I don't know. Uh, she, she's the one who uh, discovers the secret to immortality of living forever through the Force and all that. Exactly. Shit. Uh, yeah, it's called Force Ghost. That's how you live forever in the forest. Well, you don't understand, Lunga. She's better than Yoda, so she can do more than he can. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. All that extensive training she had. I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I know, Goldman, you haven't seen The Elder. You should. That That is one. That, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to watch them. I just haven't yet. Yeah, that that one to me has like um, one of the best anime styles. Like it's something that I kind of wanted to see continue. One of my friends was telling me he actually thought the um, episode should have been about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And in, in like instead of the two characters that we had, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I could see the correlation that he made. But I really liked the uh, master in that one, the, the one who ended up yeah. fighting the elder. But I mean, that man, I kind of wanted more from it. I really thought the old guy was going to do some more scary shit, and he was weird. He was definitely weird. But I, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought um, they they could explore that little story a little bit more because I was really intrigued with how the galaxy was set up during that episode and I'm just curious on what timeline it took place in and relevance to what we know as the Star Wars timeline. I just, I just wish the first order had a, a Star Destroyer like the uh, one in the twins. Uh, th- th- that <laughs> Not just been... one, it's two. <laughs> Actually, no, that, that's an awful design, but eh, it looked kind of odd. I, I, I was like, I, I, I feel like I've seen worse. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen those? The, what was that? Isn't it like a TIE fighter X-Wing? Mishmash. There's some mit, like mashup of, of two completely different ships. I think it's an X-wing Tie Fighter one. I had somewhere in Legends. I can't remember. What, it might be X-wing Tie Fighter, but it might be something which, else. Which which one? Uh, just a mish, It's just a mashup of two starfighters like put into one. I think it's an X-wing mixed with like a oh. Tie Fighter. That was another thing about about the about the twins episode that you're like like why does he randomly have an X-wing? My oh, ship's right here. He has an X-wing on these. I two know. I was like, wait, isn't this guy like been working for them this whole no time? No one saw that. a red red flag when he brought that in. They're like, hey, isn't that part of the? Oh, enemy? I wonder if his like, old droid brought it in or something. I don't know. We can make yeah. a head cannon or something. <laughs> well, uh, what was your guys' uh, favorite episode of the series, and why was it the ninth Jedi? Four. <laughs> I enjoyed four a lot. I love both, and I think story wise, Ninth Jedi by far is the best. But I don't know. There's something about everything worked for me with with Episode Four, the animation, the the music. The music was really cool. Which one is um, four? Is that the the, 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 the ride? ride. 
the bride. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I really like that story. I mean, it's kind of a simple story, you know. We've kind of seen it where it's like, oh yeah, things getting taken over. Oh, here's a Jedi. But I don't know. It really worked for me uh, the way it was set up, the the characters and stuff. I'm really intrigued by those two main characters, even though I don't know their name. Um, and I don't know. It's probably the most rewatchable for me. But Ninth Jedi, I think, has the strongest story, and I really hope they expand upon that in some way. What the ones I've seen? Oh, oh shit! Go ahead, go. I mean, it's almost a tie. I mean, for me, Ninth Jedi, The Village Bride, and The Duel, those three are, like, top of the list for me. Now, if you put a lightsaber to my head and have to pick one, that's hard. Um, I'd want to say The Village Bride. But I, I would I would lean toward Ninth Jedi only because it feels like it has way more longevity for more stuff. Yeah, uh, but I th- and I get but, that. That's why I think story wise it's better. But if we're looking at for episode from episode, what's in this? I think I think Bride for me takes it. For me, when I was watching them, uh, like the, the Bride one surprised me a lot. Uh, just because going into it, I really like saw parts of it in the trailer, and I was like, oh, it just looks looks cute, but. It was great in terms of story and had a really good climax at the end and like kind of small twist. It's just a very satisfying overall narrative. But for me, the Ninth Jedi, that one kind of reminded me of um, the first episode of Invincible. If you guys have seen that, like at the very end, there's the big reveal and uh, like it, it's kind of in a similar situation. And so I thought that was not only surprising, it, it was kind of like a shocker. And also it delivered in epic proportions, like seeing this one Jedi take on all these sith and he kills a lot of them and they're not like sith masters or anything i think they said they're acolytes and servants of the sith but still like that it, it almost seemed like he was the bad guy throughout the entire episode and then it turns out he's the good guy and the design that they had for the lightsabers the way it changed colors for me that that is the one that like i think is the most epic and something i'd really want to see the series continue with um what about yeah, you not to mention the sith so were all wearing like jedi robes and he came out with his mask yeah. looking like he was a sith mm, i like that twist. <laughs> yeah. And when, yeah for me I, i'd say the ninth jedi for me felt the most star wars i mean i can kind of see like the hero's journey in that story you know kara um is like the main protagonist and then um i forgot the name of the jedi master that they were looking for that was in the droid the whole time or the magistrate what was his name? The Magistrate, yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know. It, it just felt the most stars to me. I, I liked the animation. Um, I, I was surprised when they all grabbed the light. I, I liked the idea of um, when they grabbed the lightsabers, it like changes color um, for whoever it is. I know that's not a canon thing, but I don't care. Um, and then when they when all the other Jedi took out the lightsabers and it was red because they were really Sith acolytes, uh, that was a neat twist for me. I don't know, it, it just, in I think the continuation of it is also a big thing. Because um, if they do make, I feel, I feel like if they're making this Ronin book, they're going to be open to uh, continuing the other stories. And I'm actually, I don't know, with the Ronin book, I don't know where the hell to put it in my library. Because my library, I have it in chronological order, so where the hell <laughs> um, Another they, shelf, another shelf, non-canon. I'll put it with Legends then. Um, there you go. But it, it, it's... The Ronin, the fact that they're making a book like from Visions, because the book's by default non-canon. So it's the fact that they're making non-canon like books, they're putting effort into telling whole non-canon books, makes me think of the potential that they're going to do with future. Are they going to actually continue the Legends timeline? 
I feel like that's a bigger possibility now than it's ever been since Disney bought Star Wars. Um, I just I think Visions really has opened doors to a lot of new things to come with this franchise. And I'm excited. Well, gold, gold my my, my issue. That. Go ahead. So, sorry, yeah, my my, my issue with that. I, I don't like expanding too much non-canon stuff because it start then because it, it starts to diminish. Then why do we have canon? Let's just not have canon. Yeah. It's silly. Uh, that's the problem I have with it because if you have too much non-canon stuff, and let's say this stuff is really good, and it's and now then what's what are we not caring about canon anymore? Everyone's caring about this new stuff that's non-canon. Um, it, it it starts I think to muddy the waters a little too much. Um, it also hurts the fact that we have legends that are non-canon. That they're gonna cherry pick stuff to make canon, but then they're gonna be making non-canon stuff here that we like. It seems like a mess. It's like, why, the, what's the point then? Why would you? Yeah, yeah. Make that non-canon if you're just gonna, yeah, yeah. Right, right. If if you're gonna plant like if let's say they made this here and this was all it was, one off, just these episodes. That's it. I'm okay with that being non-canon. But if you're gonna make something that's continuing or you're gonna make a bigger story out of it. It's silly for me to keep it to make it non-canon. So, so, do you want them to continue non-canon stuff? Like, like, do you want a Visions season two to continue? I this would, kind of narrative? I would love to see it, but if you're going to do that, make it canon. No, I, I disagree. I don't think they should make it canon. I feel like, I feel like there's almost something sacred about having something canon. I mean, we've had that for Star Wars since uh, Splinter's Eye, and I think that came out what seventy six? No, not seventy six, seventy eight. Um, <laughs> after seventy seven, but uh, I mean, in general having like the star wars canon that we follow that stuff like hey this is the actual narrative this is the actual story this is the actually meaning of star wars when we have non-canon stuff like um splinter of the mind's eye and just the expanded universe and all that stuff like those can still be significant stories that we can enjoy but we can also understand that like they're not tied into canon and, and that just it, it, in the end it doesn't really matter like you're saying like canon or non-canon it doesn't really matter but making that distinction at least allows lucasfilm when it comes to like filmmaking and storytelling to actually have a little bit more creative freedom. Like that, that was the problem with making the expanded universe canon going into the sequel trilogy. Like if they would have kept that canon, then it's like, okay, well now you have to explain the Yuuzhan Vong War or Hair to the Empire. And that's literally all you could do with the time. Sounds like you're trying to give them a safety net is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, of course, a hundred percent. This is a very, uh, no, no. Very safety net, franchise. no. No, no safety nets. Mm -mm. Do it, do you it and do it right. Or no safety or, nets. Commit or not. Or go home, yeah. Okay. See, I think with me, okay. I'm like I'm, I'm conflicted because I like the idea of non-canon stories because fundamentally you can do more, right? Like none of these stories, ah, I shouldn't say that, but most of them couldn't really fit into the canon. If they did, it would just feel a little weird. But I, I would just prefer it to be canon. Like if they did visions again, right? And like half of the stories were just like little side missions about I don't know, like Qui Gon. Or like any of the characters in the timeline, and just expanded on them in like in a little neat way. I would just prefer that. Like, I, I would prefer that so much more than this. But I understand the argument for it being non-canon. I think my <laughs> answer. <laughs> it's like, how long? How long is the Skywalker timeline? What is it? Fifty years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Like we have that. thousands yeah, of years yeah. of history, and th and you know, infinite amount of time after episode nine that we can put, years. we can make canon stuff. We just just don't mess, just don't mess with those fifty. 
Just don't mess with those 50 years anymore. Do everything outside of it. Republic, you know, they're delicately tying it into the, the actual Skywalker timeline. And we got the and it's working now, and now. Yeah, it is. But it, it takes it takes time to build that. I don't think it actually takes time. I think they're just fucking lazy at Lucasfilm a lot of the time. Oh, but, God forbid. Well, they have they, to no, do work. But it, I, I don't, people, say, <laughs> people say they want to expand the timeline, right? I feel like asking them to go too far forward. It, I don't say it's unrealistic, but... I feel like right now, the time period after the Rise of Skywalker is the only thing where you have absolutely nothing in the future. So I don't know if you want to handicap them in some way by telling a story after the Rise of Skywalker. But then if you go way past uh, in the past past uh, Phantom Menace, then you're like, oh, why don't you just tell KOTOR then? Or why don't you tell the origins of the Jedi? So I feel like there's going to be those complaints either way. But there's thousands of years. KOTOR happened in a specific set. I mean, uh, no, I'm not, I wouldn't complain, but I feel like that's what some people would. Yeah, like about. current, like if you go by Legends timeline, it's supposed to be like what four thousand years or something crazy before. Oh, geez, it's, the it's Phantom Menace, like, I think. Yeah, it's like five thousand years. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's assume, let's just assume they keep it that I think it would be better if it was like a thousand years before. That would make more sense. You mm-hmm. know, tighten it up a little bit. Well, let's just assume it's still five thousand years. You know what can happen in five thousand years? You can have all these other canon stories that does not mess with Kotor and does not mess with the Skywalker saga. You're, you're not all you have to do is like, keep ima- certain threads together. That's it. Imagine, imagine how they made in like Swotor canon, like Star Wars: The Old Republic, the the MMO RPG game. That that would be ridiculous if that was canon because those characters are so ungodly powerful that when you think, okay, thousands of years later, you get to the Skywalker saga and you see supposedly the greatest Sith of all time, Sidious, and he looks like fucking like a weakling compared to some of these Sith and Jedi from these video games. And I, they're video games, so they're supposed to be... What uh, made him, but pretty... what made him the most powerful Sith of all time? Let's think about that. What, based on what scale? I made the game fun. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking, <laughs> no, I'm talking I know about Sidious. I'm, I'm talking what about Sidious. What made him the most powerful? Uh, probably yeah. serving the Jedi, and, or the fact that like every, his, his, his apprentices said that he was the most powerful. Plagueis said that... His apprentices, was... that based on how many Sith had they met? Yeah, that, that's a good point, but I'm, I'm just saying that in in general, the cult, like that's pretty much the point of the Bane's rule too, is that every apprentice becomes stronger than their master, and they eventually got to a point where Sidious had apprentices who could no longer overcome him. Yeah, that's the entire purpose. Is it? Is, yeah, no, no, no. It but, is. But, are, but are they really more powerful? Here's the thing. What made Sidious considered the most powerful Sith ever known was the fact that we were basing it on Lucas's stories that there were really not many other Sith, okay? And then we also got thrown in the fact that the reason why he was considered because it was 2,000 years of culmination of this plan to lead up to him being able to destroy the Jedi Order. It wasn't him being the most powerful. It was the plan, the rule of two culminated with him. That yeah, didn't mean he was wrong. the most powerful. No, but what um, made him the most powerful is, is the fact, like, first of all, George Lucas himself did say that he would be the most powerful Sith of all time. And when you look at all the Sith, even in the expanded universe, like, it, it is without a doubt a fact that Emperor Palpatine is the most powerful Sith of all time. Like, historically, <laughs> like they, he's achieved feats that none of them ever have. That The closest person is Emperor Vitiate, and a lot of his magical dark side abilities came from magic like they, they, they were just sorcery and palpatine palpatine knew more about the sith and the dark side than almost any other force user this is this is past. when star wars only erases revan because he's op <laughs> oh my god so, so yeah. here, here's my problem with revan is people say he's a master of the dark side and the light and i fundamentally disagree with that notion in general i don't think you could be a master of both like in order to be a master of one you have to commit to that and only that like it would be possible to say that like 
Palpatine was a master of the dark side and a master of the light, even though he's never, you know, even delved into the light to commit to the dark side and be a master of it. You have to commit fully. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've I, seen people I, with I, multiple PhDs I, and plus, that and plus learn Revan, different, Revan, different schools Revan, of uh, learning. Fuck, same fuck, thing. Fuck, fuck those people. Fuck those people. <laughs> Revan, Revan got his ass kicked by Vitiate like two times. All right. So you can't tell me that he can get his ass kicked by Vitiate, but is somehow better than Sidious, who's never lost a single fucking fight. Uh, uh, you see, you're this. This is when your your OT homerism comes through. Star Wars only. Revan would right kick does. Sidious's ass. Revan would no, kick Palpatine's ass. The biggest no, he <laughs> yes, he would. Palpatine was that the way he died was he was just thrown off a ledge, or died the first time. It's, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, this dude cheated death. All right, I don't know if anyone knows. Like, like, let's. Okay, don't bring death. me your sequel nonsense. No, 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 no. no, no. You're, you're talking about. You're talking about how only is being so OT. You know, you're stuck in that OT. Listen up, Lunga. My boy Palpatine. All right, this Great. guy cheated death. All right, sure. Star Wars only. Just so you know, the only support you have is him using the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, guess what? This is the best Star Wars movie to ever exist. Fight. The, 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 the sequels only strengthen the case that Palpatine is the uh, strongest uh, Sith ever. Yeah, where are you at? There you are. There you are. What you said. Yeah, the most contentious uh, uh, Star Wars uh, movies ever made. Sure. Yeah, we understand. Well, you know what's not contentious is that Sidious is the most powerful Sith ever. I, I'm not going <laughs> to step down from that one. I, I prefer that too. I, I feel I feel like it'd be pointless if he wasn't almost, um, since he's being the main villain of the saga. But anyways, no. when it comes to non-canon, since, since we are debating that pretty much at this point, um, Lucasfilm's vice president of story recently said in an interview today um, about doing more non-canon stories. He says it's something we are interested in. It's the reason the approach to Visions as it was is uh, what we empower specific creators with their process and medium. So much of the stuff you see in Visions, uh, Visions, the specificity of anime as a medium, justifies a lot of the storytelling. And he goes on to say, so do I think we could do more non-timeline storytelling? I think under the Visions framework, absolutely. There is a certain joy in having celebratory content that is removed from the gravitas of the canon. We'll have to see what the fandom wants. Uh, Palpatine, so we'll, we'll give this to you first. Well, what do you think about that? What do you think about Lucasfilm committing, apparently, more to non-canon stories? I, I'll say, because I know we talked about this whole non-canon canon thing with the uh, KOTOR remake, right? And I think my, an my answer stays the exact same from my points that I made back then, which is... If they make these small stories, because Visions, essentially, it's just a bunch of small stories, right? If they keep doing those, and they're just little fun, little small stories, I can, they do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm all for that. But if they make something as big as a KOTOR remake, like, that's a huge deal. Especially people like Lunga and stuff, that's huge. Why would you remake that or whatever and make this huge story, but not make it a canon story, making that important to the overall aspect of the Star Wars saga? Because, you know, just naturally, that's a big deal. This is a part of this Skywalker, not the Skywalker saga, sorry, but it's a part of where that Skywalker saga lands. It's in this this canon. Um, so if they continue with the way of Visions, where it's these small little stories and they're fun, cool, I hope they continue that. But if they make something like KOTOR Remake, which they are making, if they make that not canon, I would be very, very disappointed because I understand the points of, oh, it gives them more creative freedom, they can do more, blah, blah, blah. But as Luga said, well, just do a little bit more work and kind of, you can still tie it together and you can still make this work. There's very, there's a lot of things that you can do to still make it work. That uh, seems well, pussy can, to me. It seems scaredy cat. Like, well, well yeah, well, 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 they hated us with those movies. Let's, let's not mess with anything now. Let's, let's make everything. Right. I mean, you can very uh. easily, I know I can't say very easily because I've never tried it, but like. 
there's you can take take the same KOTOR storyline and make it fit with the current canon. Obviously, you'd have to nerf these 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 ridiculous force users and stuff. Um, and there's a lot more things that you'd have to do, and there's a lot of connections they can do to the main canon of the Skywalker saga. So, if they don't do that, it's gonna be like what's almost like what's the point if you already made you know like what's the yeah. point. Um, so that's kind of my answer. Small stories, yeah, could do fun stuff, but yeah. big One stories, I, 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 com- canon. I completely agree with uh, Papa Memes because I, f- I feel like you can't do anything that's live action that's non-canon. Mm-hmm. I think one of the strengths about Star Wars, right, it's, it's the strength of the MCU as well, is that they have all these stories that build to one thing. It's part of the same continuity. Now, with Star Wars, the big things already happen and they're filling the gaps in afterwards. Um, and if they just stray away from that, like, again, you, stories like Visions, sure. But I feel like if you do more stories like Visions, you can't have it, like, you can't have a story about Luke and say it's non-canon. Because then it's like, why? Mm-hmm. why? Why not just make it canon? I feel like you could, there's 30 years between episodes six and seven. I'm sure you could find a way to make a story about Luke being younger Jedi to fit in the canon. It just, it just, I don't, I, I don't understand a good reason why not to. If you want to tell a story like the twins where you just have, these two twins like going at batshit crazy then sure make it non-canon but if kotor is not canon again i haven't played the game but from everything i've heard you you can pretty much take the story verbatim and fit it into the canon and mm-hmm. there wouldn't be any problems like maybe a few changes but the changes that wouldn't impact the story as a whole well like if, i said if, if kotor is not canon I, I just i don't understand why not right right yeah and i don't understand like i said remaking the game for it not to be canon is just do the same story that already existed why would you yeah. change the story if you're not going to make it canon that's my biggest thing is again, well, we don't can, know yet they can still, make the why? old story better i, I am yeah, i'm okay true. with them yeah. it, it would be very disappointing like you're saying if they made the remake and it's not canon however i, I don't think they should stray away from non-canon storytelling mm-hmm. In general, I mean, they didn't when it came to the expanded universe, even though George Lucas constantly said, these are not my stories, these do not exist in my universe, and we still got great content. What would you guys think about, like, Star Wars video games being made that are non-canon? Because that's that's non-committal. Like, Force Unleashed, like, if they made a third game, would you not all be happy with that? And even nope. if it's not canon? Nope. that is the most you overrated know? Star Wars game I've ever played. What the fuck? You... Oh, I like, I'm I, sorry. No, I did, li- I did sorry. like Force Unleashed. The first, the the first story, one's amazing. The, the first on. one has a decent storyline. The second one is, like, it's so stupid. Oh, yeah, the second one sucks. Everyone <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. I didn't really care about the storyline, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I cared, but I wasn't. I didn't play it for the storyline. I played it because it was just a fun game to play. I, I think that's the wrong route for for people to go. Not not you, but like creators. I think, like like I think the thing that makes Fallen Order so special is because it's just you are living in this timeline. You know, when you're playing a game, you're playing. You are the character. You're living in this timeline between this this huge dark time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and it's something that you yourself get to experience. Um, and for it to just not be canon. Like, just in my head, you just don't... It's weird because it's all fiction, yeah. but you don't feel that well, natural how, connection that's like, oh, man, I'm Jedi living in this time. Is. Like, like, when it comes to Fallen Order, you can't fight Vader and beat him and win. You can't. You sure as hell can't fight Sidious or do anything. If you have a non-canon Star Wars game, and let's just say it says fuck all and you like can time travel and fight... Like, there, there's like limitless possibilities with non-canon stories. So I think it'd be foolish of them to abandon it, especially if they're starting something with Visions. We all <laughs> like it, clearly, even though it's not canon. If if it works, why give up on it? it? Just just because it's not canon because, doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. Because it's, it's not committing to the timeline that we know. I think Again, there's a you're bigger talking about it as a one-off story. <clears throat> yeah, if you're continuing think, it, it's another story now. There's I think there's a bigger upside if it is connected to the canon. 
because I, I when people say connect creative freedom, if you want true creative freedom, then create your own universe. Like if 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 you're using the tools in Star Wars, I, I don't know. I it's not even that hard. Like people think if you put any kind of rules on anything, that you have no creative freedom, and that's not the truth. Okay, mm-hmm. they all they have to do is give them just a little notepad that has ten points of don't break these things because they they'll fuck with canon. And you could then do anything you want with that story. Yeah. And, and again, when we keep on talking about don't mess with canon, it's literally what the Skywalker saga. I mean, that's literally all we really have. It's canon at this point, if you think about it. Sure uh, you know, uh, Darth Bane, they canonized that because it was in Clone Wars, you know, and, and stuff like that. But it's still loosey-goosey on a lot of these things. So it's not like it's not like they have this, like, volumes and volumes of stuff they have to keep track of to stick with canon. It's just yeah, no. just like Feige oh, does. Feige gives do. his directors he gives his directors freedom, so the, but he gives them the outline of, like, this is what's going to happen next. This is what's here. So the, just make sure you stay within this. The galaxy is huge. Like, yeah. the trillions of trillions of people. And, like... You can go outside again. As, as long as you don't have, like, any of the characters from the movies, if you don't have it connect on, like, something that's a galactic scale, like, you could have a planetary war somewhere off on a different planet, and not have it, like, break canon. Like, just say, yeah. oh, like, Luke can't go there and die, and no, these people in this war, in this corner of the galaxy can't go off and fight the Empire. Like, you can The, scu- the scuttlebutt of y- Yoda's planet is that it's literally hidden to stay away from all this galactic conflict, and that's why it's so hidden and no one knows anything about their race. Well, I, I mean, there's, there's millions Longa, of things you, you could do. You mentioned, I think it was you that said, someone said, going outside of the galaxy. That's something yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to see a world uh, in Star Wars where Star Wars virtually does not exist for this planet. But of course, things like the Force and everything do. And then what if... What if they that that planet learns about this? It'd be almost as if aliens came down on planet Earth, right? And then the it, it's just an idea that like pops in my mind. Like, what if there is a think of it like different cultures on here? Like we had simultaneously on Earth, let's say, right? You had the Roman Empire, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But then you had you know um, um, uh, indigenous peoples, empires, Aztecs and Mayans, whatever going on in in North America and South America, right? You could have another galaxy or far away that has they had they they recognize the force right, but they don't know what the Jedi are or they don't know what this are. Right. But they have their own Teutonic Knights or whatever. I mean, they have their own you know, version there's, of there's, Jedi mm-hmm. that's different because they're in a different part of the galaxy. Doesn't know anything about this galaxy. Mm-hmm. There was there was uh, this book. It was called The Legends of Luke Skywalker. And basically, in the book, it's like these kids gather around. And they tell stories that they've heard about Luke Skywalker. So the book's canon, but like the stories that the kids are telling are just like legends. Um, but like one of those stories, Luke goes to this island and these people are clearly using the force, but they call it something else. I have no clue what it was, but they were like, in tune. <laughs> they were in tune with like the ocean and stuff. Yeah. And like, it's like a whole like piece of world building that's within the Star Wars universe and it doesn't break any canon. They're just isolated to their own planet. So again, if I wanted to tomorrow, guys, I could write an entire 100,000 word novel that's set in a different galaxy that holds all the same tenets as Star Wars does, but is a completely different story and completely unrelated, but still stick to what we know that what the yeah. rules are. And you know what else? If if the story is in the canon, but it just connects to nothing, then you always have the potential of connecting it to the canon if you wanted to later on. If you if you make it non-canon off the start, you can't change your mind later on. Like if if they make uh if they make a triple A video game with a great story that's like really high budgeted, but it's not canon, and there's just like very few things that are contradictions, then you then you can't 
you can't connect it to anything later on. And I, I again, I'm, I'm going. I mean, let, let's, let's I just look don't understand. It. Sorry, I just don't understand. There's very few reasons as to why to make something mm-hmm. not canon. Yeah. That, that's I'm feeling the same way. I mean, just think we got to think of it in these terms. What the High Republic is doing, uh, if you, I mean, Star Wars only, you've read it. This is a couple hundred years, you know, before uh, what we know, mm-hmm. and Ryloth is just becoming a part of the Republic. The, mm-hmm. the the outer rim is still pretty much uncharted territory. There's still lots of planets that are known regular planets during the regular Star Walker saga that during the High Republic are just entering, or people barely know anything about them. And that's the outer. That's that's the outer rim. That's not even like outside the galaxy or another galaxy. There's so much room to do so much things that it would still be in canon, but it won't have to mess with what like the Goldman was saying that it doesn't necessarily interfere with what's happened. There's so much. You can have an entire planet that and that planet itself it has its own empire, right? Mm-hmm. Just for that planet. So I mean there's so much you can do that's like yeah. look, there's it's a freaking huge galaxy. So yeah, I, I think I think we'll Yeah. And just think about like Earth. Planet Earth has what seven billion people about, and how many different cultures there are. There, there's dozens, hundreds of different like cultures, subcultures, large cultures, governments, religions. That's just on one planet. In Star Wars, you have thousands of planets. So that do the math. That's millions of different like cultures you could potentially create, and some of them could be connected to the Force, and they just don't know it. Some can't. And so, they did. And they did it once with Mandalore. They yeah. did it already with Mandalore. Mandalore exactly. stayed out of that whole thing for the longest time and make maintained their own empire. The the only the only argument that I could hear for making non-canon stories is, is if they wanted to make more books in the EU because there's a big fan base for that. And even then, that's in its own canon. It's not the canon; it's a canon. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, so so what would be the difference of like expanded universe canon and non-canon stuff? Because neither of them are technically canon. I feel like the benefit of having non-canon stories, even if they're one-offs, like Lungo was saying, they're non-committal. You don't if if they make if they remake the Kotor game, and it's canon, and it's absolute ass. Wouldn't you guys rather be non-canon at that point? Like if it, if it no. really breaks no. Star Wars, no, you you, you don't want to you don't want to no. put ourselves in that situation. No, because that takes the, that takes now. the pressure off of them of making something good. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, the visions was good, and it, I don't feel like they had pressure on making it into the canon for being good. Sure, it was sure. Great for not because being those canon. Japanese studios don't give a fuck. <laughs> They're gonna do whatever they want to do. That's what I'm saying. They the beauty were... of non-canon is you don't have to give a fuck about the rules of Star Wars. Anything that involves the Force, the Jedi, the Sith, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And Visions is kind of unique, cool. though. It's unique because you take the, you have these studios that actively have been making things and and making anime and telling stories for a long time, and they wanted to get let's take your flavor and apply it to Star Wars and see what you can come up with. So Visions is very unique in this situation. Um, I mean, the way you sound like, let's do this like across the board, it's like just giving all these different creators just a, a blank slate and say, here, go ahead and make something. If we like it, we'll say it's canon. If it's not, it says non-canon. That's, it just, it, it seems very wishy-washy to me. And if people really love Star Wars so that they, that they, I'm not saying loving Star Wars is a requirement to write something for Star Wars, but it's a pretty good step to writing a good story. Because I tell you what, I'm an author. I'm not going to write a romance novel because I don't give a shit about romance novels. And I know if I wrote one, it wouldn't be that great because I don't care about it as much. You know what I mean? So, But if you care about Star Wars and you legitimately want to do a good Star Wars story, don't you want it to be that it fits with the, with the universe, that it fits with what's been told before? If you don't and, 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 and there's no onus to that, 
then what are you really making at this point? You're making something that just has a Star Wars label on it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I, I just, in general, I, I feel like since canon and non-canon doesn't really matter in the grand scope of things, I'm completely fine with them making non-canon stories going forward and committing to them. If they continue to do EU books, I would probably be invested in them. There's some EU stories that weren't finished. I mean, even if they decided to make a video game after um, Republic Commando to finish out that story that we never got, call it non-canon, I'm going to be there opening day and I'm going to play it and hopefully I'll have a good time. And if it's canon or not, I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not going to give it any shit for it. But, but I understand feeling like they should commit or not to commit in certain stories on making it canon and it, you know, delivering on that quality, but in, in the grand scheme of things, at least after Visions, uh, maybe this is um, recency bias on my hands. I feel like after Visions, I want more non-canon stories because at least with Visions, this has been surprisingly well compared to a lot of the other stuff like Bad Batch or um, Resistance or Rebels. Those stories committing to canon stuff don't don't really hit the mark a lot. Uh, yeah, but I think that's where the logical fallacy comes in because I think you're linking the fact that Visions is good because it's non-canon. And I don't think that just I think that's just hap- happenstance. I don't think it's good because it's non-canon. I think it's good and it just happens to be non-canon. I don't think that's the reason. And it it almost you said maybe it's recency bias. I'm wondering if it maybe you feel that way because you think, "Oh, this is good because they didn't have those restrictions." And they and I don't think that's what it is because this they just did what anime studios always do. Um that, at least that's how I see it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and then, when, let me say something. When it comes to like non-canon stories, I feel like there needs to be like a reason to justify why it's non-canon. Like with yeah. Visions, I guess the justification was they just wanted Japanese anime studios to let them reign free and do whatever. Just make it really anime to introduce maybe anime fans into Star Wars, right? If, I think like a story like if they did a Star Wars What If that obviously wouldn't be canon, but like the justification is that oh we can tell interesting stories. Just like what if this happened? Like what if like people. Star Wars fans love speculating what if this happened, what if this happened. So that's like the draw to it. If they made EU stories, the justification is that there's a big fan base for the EU, so let's continue that. Like, what what story that has, could you tell that's not like a what if or not Legends that, like, that you would want to not be canon, but, like, it has to be non-canon because there's no way it could possibly fit into the canon. Like, what's an example of a story like that? Uh, immediately off the top of my head, I'd probably pick something like The Force Unleashed. It's just, in, in canon, it's impossible to fit in. That's a continuation of the EU. Again, that's in the middle, not even just continuation of the EU, that's in the middle of the movies. Mm-hmm. That's in the middle of the Skywalker saga. It involves the main antagonist of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, that's why that one's hard. Yeah. That, yeah, but that's 50 years of history, man. We have so much, not only time, 67. but space. <laughs> to fill stories with whatever the hell you want that won't fuck canon. I think, like, Star Wars only brought up, like, like the Imperial Commando, I guess it would be called, right? I love Republic Commando. I love the characters. Um, but I think it goes back to my co-tour. Why wouldn't they Why wouldn't they make that canon? Why wouldn't they say, hey, we're going to make these stories that, that fans love. Yeah, we're going to bring them back into canon. I, I know, like, I know the, the commandos and stuff, they are in canon and stuff. But I meant, like... This story-wise, why not make a new story? And they're like, "Oh, this is going to be canon," um, because it's not like they're they're restricted. I don't think I don't think personally they like a story like that would be restricted too much by because there's so many different opportunities Question. you can do within that story. Yeah. Question. Now let, let, let's think about this. So we think let's uh, we, we, when they let's take pick a book series that was that that was Legends. I, I guess we could say Zon. 
New Jedi Order. Okay, New Jedi Order. Let's go with that one. Okay, New Jedi Order. Okay, so Mara Jade. That's like the one of the most popular characters in, in uh, after Thrawn's trilogy. Going to New Jedi Order, Mary's Luke's got Mara Jade, who Luke, who Lucas has pretty much said flat out he hates Mara Jade. I don't know why this man has this irrational hate for Mara Jade. She's a great character, but Mara Jade. Now I know technically because of the licensing that is a Star Wars property, correct? Wouldn't Mara Jade be considered a Star Wars property? Right. Yeah. But doesn't the author hold some rights to it? Isn't there some residuals? That come towards the author if those characters are used. Apparently, actually, apparently, there's like a big thing right now that a lot of EU authors aren't getting paid for their books. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but their books are just reprintings; they're not continuations. So you know what I mean? But you like if they let's say they continued. Let's they told a story with Mara Jade. Are you saying that right? Zon deserves residuals. I'm saying I think the reason why Disney said nope, the Zod Legends is no longer canon because they wanted to go unencumbered with whatever stories to do without having to worry about any legal entanglements or paying someone royalties or worrying about this one's created by this person, this was created by that person. I think it was easier for them just to cut it all off and just say we're going to make our own. And if they make something inspired by it, legally they have all rights to that. And there's nothing that anyone well, can say. What about Thrawn? Because Timothy Zahn created Thrawn and they clearly are using Thrawn in canon now. Yeah, but I think Thrawn, I think Zahn had a different relationship with Disney than the rest of the authors. Well, there seem, like, or not I mean, Disney, I mean Lucasfilm. Yeah, if, you look, if you look at a lot of the authors from the old books, from the old canon, new canon, there's not much, like in the beginning there was, like James Lucino wrote some great EU books, and he's written, the last uh, canon book he wrote was five years ago. So bef- was it the Tarkin book? Yeah, well, Tarkin was his first one, and he wrote a uh, uh, Rogue One book, like the Catalyst was the prequel. Oh, book. God. And then, um, like, I think John Jackson Miller, I think he wrote the first canon book, and since then he hasn't done anything. So, yeah. besides Zahn, I don't know if there's any other... I'm pretty curious. But... And the funny thing is, you know, all these things were called canon. They were just different labels. G canon, C canon. Yeah, they're, they're, but they're all canon. You know I don't give a fuck. None of them are canon, all right? <laughs> if it ain't George Lucas's canon, it ain't canon to me. Right. Well, I love when people make those arguments about the EU because it's like they they keep pointing out to like the, I forgot I keep forgetting her name, but the woman who was the head of the publication department for Lucasfilm for all those years yeah. um, during the EU, um, she kept insisting uh, talking about how this is canon. George has signed off on it. This is part of the lore. This is this. This is that. And George is like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, we're getting paid. <laughs> and it's because it's because she had to do that because her job was to make sure that department was successful. Mm-hmm. And the way that department is successful is saying, this has the blessing of George Lucas. It's all canon because they wanted Star Wars fans to buy it. If they yeah. say, um, yeah, George doesn't really care about this. Uh, we're just writing some stories. It's kind of like Star Wars. Do you guys want to buy it? That's not going to work. That's why. So they had to say it that way. That's why they came up with these faux titles of G canon, C canon, just to let George be happy of saying, yeah, it's not my stuff. But at the same time, say it's Star Wars. Right. Well, I, I think it's funny that you mentioned um, them not committing to like a lot of those canon characters, or not canon, expanded universe characters in canon is because of um, potentially not wanting to do the residuals for the creators of those characters and stories. Mm-hmm. I remember back when he was alive, uh, rest in peace to the late great J.W. Rensler, he got in trouble for this, but he did say that his biggest problem with Disney's acquisition over Lucasfilm is the way they were handling licensing. He mm-hmm. said that I think it was in, I can't remember when he left the company. I think it was before The Force Awakens, probably like 2014, 2015. They wouldn't let him do a book on it. And he talked about in his blog, and he said something along the lines of like, the biggest thing I wish I could change is the licensing. Like, it's just abysmal. He did not like the way that they were dealing with licensing. I don't know if it was for this specific reason or what, but it does seem like that 
that uh, era of Star Wars books and Star Wars creativity and storytelling has kind of ended because of something to do with licensing and these new authors and just going forward for Lucasfilm Publishing or whatever they're doing over there. And don't know what he was talking about, but it would be kind of curious to find out what that was because that seemed to be a big make it or break it for him. And it's, I know he said it's one of the reasons he left the company is he was just kind of done with that kind of control that uh, Disney had. Disney yeah. wouldn't let him make That's a not uh, making of the Force Awakens book. Yes, yeah, he he was going to make it, and then the higher ups at Lucasfilm and Disney were saying that they didn't want that many eyes on the production because the way Rensler described it is. He's like, you know, most movies, they have trouble in production. So it's kind of uh, a given that there's going to be issues and people are just going to take that at face value. He said, but Lucasfilm on Disney's mentality on it was so that since this is Star Wars, they're going to see production issues. And if we cover those production issues in these books, people will see that as a weakness. And with, in hindsight, they were right, were they not? I mean, a lot of people look at the production issues on um, The Force Awakens, Solo, Rogue One, and um, The Last Jedi didn't have any, but The Rise of Skywalker did we all look at those as like weaknesses of like, Oh, look how bad they fucked up. So maybe they had a point in not allowing him to make those books. But I also think that that lack of insight is, was kind of um, taken down the sequels for a notch because I don't like the prequels. I love watching the behind the scenes making of those movies because I love, I love seeing the mistakes that Lucas makes. Like I love the, I love how he like sees um, fucking Jake Lloyd acting with Natalie Portman. He's like, God, he's just beautiful. And I, and like, and seeing this man commit to this fucking kid who's not going to act, you know? I think I think once the sequels become, if they become more favor- favorably in the fandom, like the prequels are today, then they'll release more behind-the-scenes stuff. Because I remember they would look at, like, the documentary The Phantom Menace, and there would uh, there would be clips of, like, George Lucas writing on whiteboards, and everyone else is so nervous around him. And just like, oh, George Lucas had to control, and it's like they spun it in a negative way. But now we look at it, and it's just, like, super fascinating. So, like, I think if they released a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff right now for the sequels, then people would be like, oh, yeah, The Rise of Skywalker went wrong, Last Jedi went wrong, this and that. But, like, ten years from now, if The uh, if the Mandalorian and The Mandoverse really connects to the sequels and people love them now, they acknowledge it's still flawed, and they release behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, The Rise of Skywalker, whatever, I think it'd be more favorable. Yeah, and I think I think... I think Disney definitely has reasonings for that because how many times have you seen the I may have gone too far in a few places and huh. most of the time you hear that one jokes now but it's used so many times to say hey the prequels suck look at George even George was like oh crap you know <laughs> it's bold in terms of it jerks you around but I may have gone too far in a few places you know and it's like it's like it's like that is not good nowadays like as someone who grew up in the prequels I'm like ah, I don't get a freaking funny meme but people that hate the prequels are like no 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 look even george himself is like crap we screwed up when freaking jj abrams is like yeah i really wish we had a more cohesive plan from the start look how much that blew up and everyone's like yeah no duh but it's like just that statement alone it's don't like, listen to jj that much though because jay here's the thing you know the reason why he only why there wasn't part of the reason there wasn't cohesiveness is his fault because he says i'm only doing one i i start things i don't finish them that was his that's why it happened well, as far a, as I remember, I did, I did they tried draft. to bring him in to do all three, and he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, he did make the overall draft, though, so I don't they think changed it's that. It's 100% Kathleen Kennedy's fault. 100%. No. 100? No. Kathleen Kennedy wanted to bring him in to do all three, and he said, no, nah, I just want to do the first one. I, I don't, yeah, so I they think, can still, like, kept – if Kathleen Kennedy, what she should have done – I hate getting into these sequel debates – but if she really wanted a – a connected story or a a planned story planned story that and jj wants to do one film she's like okay jj you do this 
Ryan Johnson, you do this. And Contrary, you stop, do this. But stop. no, no, I'm not going to stop. No, no, no. But she didn't. She Ryan Johnson threw out the treatment that JJ Brad, left behind. So let's Kathleen not even Kennedy, go there. Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy, let him do that. Kathleen yeah, should she have said. should she have put her foot down and say, "Wait, this is what JJ That's did. Let's fault. go stick with this." Sure, That's her fault. I, 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 yes, it is her uh, fault. But it, it may be her fault, but like it, it wasn't a lack of judgment. I mean, her, her like honestly, her coming in after the Force Awakens, which had Bob Iger has never been more involved with the Star Wars or not a Star Wars movie with a movie. He's never been more involved yeah. with the movie in his life than he has with the Force Awakens, which in my opinion is a red flag from the start. But when it came to the Last Jedi, she literally told Ryan. We don't know what's happening in nine. You do whatever the fuck you want, bro. Yeah. And he, if that was a good decision or not, it's still Ryan who derailed it for a lot of people. And if you like the story, it, it is a fine story. But for continuing the narrative of the sequels, it just kind of felt eh. So I, I don't think it's 100% Kathleen Kennedy's fault. I, th I think it's Disney in general. A lot of people, a lot of people dropped the ball. Yeah, well, it's not J.J. Yeah, Abrams and Ryan Johnson's fault. If J.J. Abrams... Love this, this stuff as much as he says he does. And he signed on for this most anticipated movie of the century. Okay? The return of fucking Star Wars, bro. And this man... I just want to do the first one. Uh, you guys figured out the rest. Dude, why did you even sign up then? Dude, dude that, well, that was... That was nonsense. And, and then he comes back for the third one and takes well, a giant dump over the whole thing? That was just insane. <laughs> but come he's a on. creator. He's a creator. He he makes different things. Is any and he made I a mean, bad choice. Either well, do yeah, it all I mean, I mean, or go home. I understand no. that, but who's, he who's, made the treatments. He did make an overall outline. So Without any fair? commitment he's, that they were going to follow it. But mm -hmm. is that fair to say when he, he made those in hopes that they committed to those? I can't. It's hard to compare it to the OT because George was still there throughout continuously, but it was still three different people. And how many different ideas got thrown in when George? Here. I know Goldman Let me give you an example. Here, so. If I was JJ, if I was JJ Abrams, okay, and I've decided, you know, I only want to do the first movie. This is all I'm committing to. But 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 if I'm tying my name, JJ Abrams, to this, not only to this, but to one of the largest, most known, most loved franchises on the planet. And I want this to be good. And I don't want my name attached to something that's going to piss people off. I will do this movie. Here's the treatment. Kathleen Kennedy, make sure whoever follows me up follows this treatment or I will not do this first movie. He did not do that. He just did it and then walked away. Okay. Yes, he loved his treatment, but without any kind of confirmation that they were going to use it, without any kind of confirmation that there was a whiteboard or any kind of storyboard or any plan going forward. He did not do any of that. Longer, in, in Disney's defense, Disney, Disney's not known for um, being honest in those kind of situations. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy or Bob Iger could have looked at JJ and been like, yeah, this is great. We're going to continue the story. But when it came to George Lucas and him saying, I'm not going to sell you the rights to this franchise unless you follow my story treatments, they said, yeah. They put it in the outline. They put it in the draft. They put it in all of that. And then whenever Lucas signed the contract, he thought that they were taking his story treatments and going to use it for 7, 8, and 9. They didn't fucking do that. So I, I, I'm not going to put this all in. Uh, not playing with words. They said they would consider it. They didn't say they were going to use it. Let, no, let's they, not convince words. No, I'm, not, I'm not playing with words, yeah, though, because well. George has talked about this in interviews with uh, Brian J. Jones. They talk about yeah. how when, when George was making this, he 
Bob Iger would come to him and say, like, hey, I want to see the story treatments. And he'd be like, no, you if you want my story treatments, if you want seven, eight and nine, you want Star Wars, you have to get these story treatments and you have to guarantee me that you are going to use my story treatments. Right. And he gave it. He, he guaranteed it to him in voice and a handshake, not but, but on that, paper. That's that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying, where I feel like it's a mistake to have the blame on J.J. for writing these outlines and then Lucasfilm not committing to it. It's not J.J.'s fault. They didn't commit to it. Yes, exactly. If he, exactly. If he got if he got word of mouth from Kathleen Kennedy and her saying, yeah, we're going to do it plans change stories change I, I feel like in general it, it is a mixed bag of every single person involved with the sequel yes. whether it's Bob I'm not blaming Iger, JJ Gavin by himself JJ Ryan I feel like all these people every single one of them refused to take on the responsibility for the sequels and they all just were kind of like well we're, we're going to get through this together but no one wanted to step up to the plate and say here's how it's going to be done here's the story that people want to see and here's what we're going to do there was never a head guy and it sure as fuck was not yeah. Kathleen Kennedy I know, but my the issue, like, if JJ didn't come back for Rise, I would not have anything to say. The fact that he came back for Rise and then tried to make both movies that should have been made jammed into one with the second movie already there, dude. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, I kind of get that. That's fair. That's fair. But like, I don't know to blame JJ Abrams. When JJ Abrams went into the Force Awakens, he must have known that. Whatever his treatments were that he wrote were not 100% set in stone. So he knew that, and he went to Disney's like, okay, I'm making one movie, and then you guys do the rest. That is still Disney's fault for hiring someone who said they would only do one movie. If Disney really wanted someone to do all three, they didn't have to hire J.J. Abrams in the first place. No, sure, of course. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not absolving Disney of any. No, Disney made many mistakes were made. I'm not saying Disney is no, absolved of anything. Of course, Kathleen Kennedy, the buck stops with her. Yeah, uh, 100%. She's one who hired Ryan Johnson and didn't give him any kind of reins. Just let him do whatever the hell he wanted to. And, and Yeah, of course. What I'm saying is, is from the perspective of J.J. Abrams, who came back to do a third movie, okay, that he wasn't supposed to do. All I'm saying is, if you took this upon yourself because you were the first, you were the first movie to first person to make a Star Wars since Revenge of the Sith. OK, you are the the head. You are the lead at this point. I don't care if Kathleen Kennedy is president of Lucasfilm. I don't care. Bob Iger. You are this. If your name is being attached to this, there's a legacy thing here. Don't tell me JJ doesn't like legacy building because he sure as fuck does. OK, if you're trying to do legacy building and you're doing this and you made this treatment and you do not have the wherewithal to make sure it's followed or either make sure it's followed or stay there to complete it to me that tells me that he also had a huge part in the fuck up of this he did i don't i don't know if, if i'm being hired on for one movie i'm completely fine with being like all right guys like how do you want the story to go they all kind of agree on like where we're going to take this he, he wasn't he hired the on for one, one movie he came in and said he was only going to do one movie <laughs> yeah, but they, that I was mean, his exactly. choice. They, they planned on like having Ryan Johnson do it, um, direct the sequel many, many years before they even released uh, The Force Awakens. So I, I don't feel like he signed on for one movie and was like, I'm going to write the other three. He wrote the outlines for him for sure. And I mean, fucking Lucasfilm took them. I guess they just never gave them to Ryan Johnson or whatever happened. They lost with him. that. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, we don't have him anymore. There's definitely like um, a loss in translation and bad communication going on over there at Lucasfilm with these stories. But to place it all on JJ, I'm fine with his mentality. I'm not placing it all. Not placing it all. But you're saying that he he's in the fault for not um, being guaranteed to have his drafts followed through. That wasn't his responsibility. It, when he came in, it was like, hey, you're going to do The Force Awakens. You're going to do the first episode of this trilogy, and we have two other guys doing the other things. 
for, for his mindset, it must have been great. That's a lot of pressure off me. I'm going to make this really good, really nostalgic, give me some member berries. You're going to enjoy what we used to love and add some new flavors to it. And then these other two assholes are going to finish off the story, and it's not – I don't. I, no pressure on me anymore. He Say what you will, but of all the sequel movies, I feel like most people left The Force Awakens feeling the most ecstatic about the franchise. Yeah, I'm not complaining before. about The Force Awakens. I'm talking about what happened afterwards. The man came back to do the third movie, God. Forget, he came back to do the third damn movie. And, and why is it his job to come back? Why is it his job to come back? That would give him a lot of money. Because he's, he made this bed, now he's got to bang whatever crawls in. Oh, he made this bed that he decided to crawl out of and give it to somebody else and then decide to take it back later. Well, was it his decision? I understand the point shit of like, the why would he join if it wasn't, but like, I, I understand decision. what... Oh. He wasn't an indentured servant. He had to t sign the contract no, no, to come no, no, back. No, 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 I, I know, but I understand what Star Wars only is saying. It's, I mean, I, he's a huge Star Wars fan. I'd be ecstatic if even like, hey, you can make one movie. Like, okay, cool. Um, so I, I get I get both sides of the argument. All I want to say is, at the end of the day, it's like, look, I was really happy with the way they all three turned out. <laughs> And so I understand there's a lot of behind-the-scenes productions, but to me, I'm like, okay, I'm still happy with the three. So I, I love talking about the behind-the-scenes, but it's not going to change my opinion in the final product because the final product is what we see on screen, not what happened behind the scenes. Um, so that's just kind of how I want to want to say that. I don't, I don't know how we... <laughs> I can't remember how we got started on this. Right, we were, we were I know, isn't this about visions? visions? We no, brought we're, up we're canon. Doing, Good job, we're guys. We're doing non-canon stuff, and then... Uh... And then and we talked about how fucking awful well, some dude was talking about how Abrams how had been offered the chance to direct the Last Jedi, but he turned it down. Yeah, you know why? I feel like a big. All right, you <laughs> I, I, think, I, get, I have no room. See, ya. I, I, think, I, I think I'm just reading the article right here on Screen Rant. Okay. I, think, I think I think I think I think J.J. Abrams would have wanted to do all of them, but he didn't want to commit six in the time frame that one. Remember, Lucasfilm wanted a movie out every two years. That means J.J. Abrams really would have committed himself to six years of nonstop work. I think he's like, no, I can't do that. And that's why I'm knowing you to the Force Awakens. So when they offered him episode nine, he's probably like, okay, good. I can finally, I, I got the break I needed. I took two years off, more like a year and a half. So I, I, have, I have the energy now to do the third movie. That's probably yeah, why. That's, that's a very back. fair point too. I mean, it's that's a lot of making three movies within I think like six I, I could That's be a lot. I could be dangerously wrong about this, but I, I recall someone saying that Ryan Johnson would have done episode nine if he had more time between episode eight and nine to actually make the movie. Yeah, I'll say a bunch of nonsense. Can I, can I, can I quote uh, the, uh, the, the interview with JJ Abrams with the New York times when sure. he talks about this yeah. Sure. Yeah. in a piece of the New York times, uh, it was revealed. Oh, yeah. It was revealed. Kennedy approached Abrams to see if he'd be interested in helming Star Wars 8 and 9. The timing of that question could not have been worse, as Abrams was in the midst of handling numerous pre-production responsibility on The Force Awakens, including casting and screenwriting. Looking back at it, Abrams told The Times, I was like, are you crazy? So, and whose fault was that? <laughs> and whose fault was that? Oh, no, no. The timeline. We have said over and over again, no, the timeline. Yes, the timeline. The very condensed timeline to make these movies is definitely... Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Well, not even Kennedy's fault. Iger's right. fault, right? Yeah, she she's the one who tried to get it spaced out. And I know yeah. Ryan did too. Ryan tried to get more time with his script because there was a right. few things he wanted to do. He did. He delayed the movie by six fucking months. Right. But this is also the same guy. JJ was hesitant to even do Force Awakens. You know? And it's like, listen, right. go in all in or all out. That that I'm sorry. I, I stick with this. If you was look, if they had the plan that listen, we're gonna have like because Feige has this plan, right? He doesn't have one director to do the whole thing. He has different directors. This, but he, but Feige has a plan, right? 
So he can do that. He can have different directors. If there's no plan, and, and you see this, and you're coming into this, JJ, and you know how important Star Wars is as a, as a franchise, you're going to be hesitant, me and Ma, and then say, oh, I'm just going to do the first one, and there's no plan, and this and that, and then they ask you to do the other one, and you don't want... Listen, JJ Abrams has done this a lot with a lot of stuff. He comes in, he starts shit, and then he leaves it to let other people finish it, and a lot of times it doesn't end up well. I like J.J. Abrams overall. Don't get me wrong. I do. I was kind of happy that he signed with Warner Brothers. He's going to be doing Green Lantern stuff on HBO Max. I'm looking forward to see this. Superman uh, too, I right? like uh, one of the Superman because there's t- t- two Superman projects. I don't, I don't on, keep supposedly. up with that, but I heard Superman. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like his, I like his uh, uh, Cloverfield universe. I think that's like spectacular. Well, I love right? the Cloverfield. Yeah. yeah, Cloverfield's great, but he also fucks that up by adding it <laughs> to like a random movie about spaceships. He's like, you know what? Let's add a monster at the end of this and then say it's Clover and then do the same thing with the fucking uh, – what's that one with the big guy? Um, Tim Cloverfield Lane? Like, that wasn't about the that was a great movie. It was a great movie, but it's not about fucking Cloverfield monsters. It just uh, like, well, okay, again, there's that. an ARG that's surrounding all of this, and yeah. there's a there's a big there's a lot of stuff. If you don't follow it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the, that movie and all the other movies and the ARGs uh, associated with it. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's a big sprawling thing, and it's when you look at everything, it makes sense. No, nah, I, I think I think they've fucking added shit and then pasted it over. Like, there's clearly a lot of Easter eggs, at least with that last one that came out, um, the spaceship one. That like paradox. The, the paradox, that Cloverfield paradox. They, they literally added like soda cans that like were Easter eggs for J.J. Abrams to make the universe connected. But a lot of that stuff was added to make it seem like it was in the Cloverfield universe. J.J. Abrams is a good. Oh, he's not like George Lucas in this sense, but he is a good story guy of like, let's get the momentum going. But yeah, he, he can't finish it very well. So I'm okay with him not committing to all three episodes of the sequel. Then he should have hired him on to be the, to, 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 to the showrunner. They should have brought him in as an executive producer role, whatever, be the showrunner and have the directors under him. All right, Lunga, Why was that? You know what? You know what? You how about this? We'll make you Disney Disney board guy. Take it back to yes. 2013, and you tell me who you'd pick for director. That's not J.J. Abrams back then to give us some member berries, things that we kind of remember. Do a little bit with a twist, add some new flavor, some new love. Who would you have picked other than J.J. Abrams back in 2013? I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with a lot of people now. Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Triggered. You. Triggered. Triggered. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, should seen, I should have seen it coming. I saw that look in your eye. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> Batman, shoot a freaking gun. Yeah, <laughs> you guys thought they ruined Luke Skywalker. Right. Next thing you know, we're going to have Jedis using laser blasters. What the hell? <laughs> so uncivilized. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll end this fucking awful debate yeah. on that note. Gosh, this got so here. sidetracked. It was fun. Oh, it, it was, was fun. fun. I love it. it, was, it I just was sit fun. back and fun. like, eh, but, you guys talk. Well, final statements, I guess, since we're not going to pick J.J. Abrams as a director, uh, Palpatine <laughs> Goldman, g- give me who you would pick back in 2013 to helm the sequel trilogy. And Ryan you can't Johnson. say Ryan Johnson either. Damn you it. Know, <laughs> you fucker. I, I beat Ash. you to it. Um, Peter Jackson. Uh, I like Peter Jackson. I like Christopher Nolan, but I don't Nolan, know how Nolan, they, not Nolan. I don't know how well they will work in Star Wars. I don't. I'm just He's an auteur. Ideas. He's another fucking George Ryan Lucas. Johnson. George Lucas, bring that man oh, back. No, another, another cheap out. All right, you know what? I'm gonna. Do, do, I'm gonna John Favreau. Ah, oh, yeah. See, that's, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a director then. Yeah, that yeah, would have made sense. I, was, I yeah. wasn't gonna pick him, but you know what? Now, now I would. Um, I, my original response, which I will admit is revised to John Favreau now, my original pick was gonna be James Cameron. Imagine if uh, they brought him Ooh, in for the sequels. I, I think I would like that. That 
That could have worked. I think yeah, that, that could have worked. Could have worked. I think that would have worked. I think he would have been like, you know what? I I got this. You know, James Cameron. That that's a man who knows how to make movies and um, mm-hmm. a good story. Uh, and he could have set aside his five Avatar sequels to make the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> four Avatar sequels. Probably four. I, I thought there was going to be like six or seven in total. Um, I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going to watch. Imagine the sequels were as spaced out as the Avatar. How insane well, would that be? Oh, That'd be interesting. You know, hi, hey, hypothetical. What if what if the rise of Skywalker was delayed just by three more months? Imagine going in. Ima- imagine see more going planets into COVID. in the uh, intro no, and then more planets I, at the I end. I have no idea what they would have done. It, I mean, it going into COVID, like a Star Wars movie not being oh, able to be you're released. saying it that way. Yeah. yeah Do you think like, they could? You think they could have brought Spielberg out of retirement? They would have. They wouldn't have released Rise. I mean, isn't he like kind of semi-retired? He like yeah, just he, like he something kind of touch and go stuff. Uh, I, yeah. I think I think Spielberg would only have done it if George was involved story-wise. Mm. I really think he would have gone for that. The, the only reason Spielberg didn't be, uh, wasn't able to do, I think, um, either the prequels or maybe it was nineteen eighty-three. Return of the Jedi, he wasn't able to do that because of the Rider Guilds thing. And then came prequel time, he was like, well, George, you know, this is kind of a lot of responsibility and, you know, this is your movie. You know, you go fuck this up. And he did. So, uh, <laughs> Thank James you, Cameron. Very cool. Yeah, you're very welcome. No, Spiel- Spielberg is not my choice. James Cameron is. That's that's the guy who could have done the sequels right. J.J. Abrams uh, is mine, because screw you all. <laughs> fine. Hey, well, he did. Again, he did screw I all. like The Force Awakens, and I'm right, not guys. saying J.J. Jay- I'm not saying J.J. Abrams would have been a problem. Just he should have did all three. That's all. <laughs> We're going to keep this going on. we got to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, We're done. Tuning in. <laughs> this was a very good and productive Chatooine. Uh, until next time, make sure you click the uh, like button, subscribe to everyone's channel. Everyone's channel is in the description box below. And if you want to save 15% on some Star Wars books, you can use the code in the description as well. See you all next time. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, Star Wars only. We'll see you next time, guys. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>